Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Embracing Chaos podcast. Today, I can't wait to share with you one of my conversations with my good friend, Lena. She is an Alaskan, an eight on the Enneagram like me, woo woo, and loves the Lord deeply. She's going to share some tidbits on marriage, life in an Alaskan cabin, and all the fun things in between. I hope you enjoy it because I sure did. Here we go. Well, welcome, Lena. So how do you feel? honored honestly I really so funny okay guys little little tidbit before we started this Lena said I feel a little starstruck and I said are you kidding me this is exactly you're the exact type of person that I want on this (laughs) well it's just because I don't feel interesting enough to be heard oh stop it by a lot of people and you have a great following of really nice women and they are pretty great I just don't feel as interesting but it's okay I'm excited but that is, that is exactly why I started this is because people feel like they don't have something to say or they don't, you know, not everybody needs to, you know, go start a podcast or start a blog or whatever. And obviously that's not what I'm saying. It's just God is working in all of us and he is doing so much in families and everybody right now, especially in this time. And it's like, I want to bring those things out because it's not just the people that do have a platform that have stories, you know? And so that's why I was like, oh, Lena. (laughs) Yeah, we all do have a story and we all are living our lives and we all have things that are important to us. Yeah. That maybe we don't think are important to other people, but other people also value the same things that we do. Yeah. And I think that that is a cool thing for you to like pinpoint and hone in on for, for your platform. I think that is it is cool because it can be very encouraging to well, other women. Right. And I know when I was going through such pain, like I wished I had other people that were, you know, living very similar things or I don't know, just having hard times too, which yeah. that's really bad. No. It's actually, I you know what I mean though? Story. I have a funny story about hard times and like before I met my husband, we on other sides of the world not really but in different states we were both going through really hard times and i remember praying god i hope that my future husband is having just as hard a time as i am (laughs) i'm struggling and i hope he can suffer right along with me before we know each other because it's not fair if he's having a great life and I'm here having a hard time. Not fair. So I hope that he's having a hard time too. Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. He was was definitely having a hard time. And we were both going through really hard times at the same time. We just didn't know it yet. But I definitely, I thought about it later after we met and we were talking about timelines of things. And he's like, yeah, I was really struggling then. And I was like, oh, that may be my fault. I definitely prayed that you would be <laughs> a hard time. <laughs> He's like, great. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. That's what a nice thing to pray for. Oh my for. gosh. Okay. I totally didn't even introduce you, but let's just, this is Lena, everybody. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do. You can describe yourself in three words, whatever you want to do to set the tone of who Lena is. <laughs> okay. I would say in three words, I am tall. I am blonde and I am Alaskan. I love it. Yeah. I mean, me too, minus the Alaskan. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I'm not yes. blonde anymore. I 
you know. I know, and I'm kind of bummed about that. I know. I, well, I'm quarantined, okay? Sure. Quarantined. That's <laughs> one word. I can't do it. True. <laughs> okay, so what do you do? I am a mom. I stay at home with my two beautiful children. We have uh, a little guy who just turned three, and we have a little guy who will be two in July. So our oh. kids are 15 months apart and Dang. an absolute riot. They are so fun. And your husband does what? Yes, my husband, Daniel, he oh, he's an oilman. So he uh, is an operator for the pipeline in Alaska. So he used to work on the slope when we first got married, and that was two on, two off. Oh. Like working, the slope is the top of Alaska, and we live near the bottom of Alaska. So he was gone a lot. And then well, right before we had our second son, he got a job operating from the control room in Anchorage, which is only a l- about an hour away from us now. And so he commutes instead That's of hard. flies to work. So it's still hard, but it's a lot easier than it used to be. Yep. So for people listening, we met over Instagram. We have never yeah. met in real life. <laughs> it's bizarre. And it's we've been talking on Marco Polo and texting and talking since last, yeah. So since like, so, so last, like what, how many months is that? Like six months? Yeah. Yeah. I would say well, last six we- months. Yeah, we mar- we've been Marco Poloing since September. Before that, we were just Instagram friends. Yeah. So, and then probably- here, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. And that's the cool thing about social media is this is what can happen. And it's so fun because even though I've never met you, I feel like you're one of my closest friends. You know, I was talking about like, oh, Nicole's doing this and this. And like, is that the one you've never met? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> Like, but we talk all the time, so we're friends, like, and we talk about legitimate things. Yeah. We're not just, like, Insta friends that talk about Insta things. Like, Yeah. Oh, we talk about politics and very, very hard stuff. Yeah, we go through a lot of things together. Yeah, we do. So, because you have a husband that works a lot, and you have two little boys, and you're home a lot by yourself, and it snows all the time. How, like, share with us a little bit how you keep that calm in the chaos and how, especially, oh my goodness, especially right now with the isolation and just all that stuff. Well, I will admit that, like, social distancing is just my daily habit. (laughs) We live out, you know, we live out of town a little, a little ways. We have a lot of property. And we live in a cabin that we built. So we're pretty Alaskan. Like when you think Alaska, like woods, log cabin, outside, lots of land. That's, that's kind of us. (laughs) That is us. So I generally will like grocery shop once a week and I just, we just hang out. We do a lot of things outside. We have a big greenhouse. And so I take the kids out to the greenhouse a lot. We play out there. I started seeds this week, like just stay busy. We just do a lot of things to stay busy. We also watch a lot of cartoons and we do puzzles and we do, you know, books, lots and lots of books. We have tons of books. We have tons of puzzles. So what would you, what would you say to moms right now who are snowed in and it's hard to go outside or moms that are just feeling super isolated right now with like this whole 
quarantine deal? Definitely. Well, my, my thing is I find a window that has light of some kind coming in it and I sit by it. Um, that's good. That, honestly, that, that really helps, especially yeah. in the mornings. Um, we finally have some good daylight here. It's, it's spring, even though it's snowing, it is spring. So we have daylight because it really in the dead of the winter, we have, you know, four to five hours of daylight and that's it. Oh my and goodness. we're, you know, we're up to 12 now, which is really nice. Um, but to other moms who are feeling isolated or who are not used to being isolated, yeah. um, I mean, social media is, it's there. You can connect with other people. I would say maybe start writing, keep yeah. a journal of the daily news of like, if, if it's something that you're anxious about, I would say pray because yeah. there's, I don't think there's a reason to be anxious and have a lot of fear. Yeah. But that's because I know who wins in the end. Right. And all yes. all the bad things that happen on earth, they yeah, all the bad things could happen. And you could yep. you could you could absolutely work yourself into a hot mess worrying about the what ifs. Yeah. But that's not productive and it's not good for your kids to see you stressing and yeah. being anxious and worrying. Because especially if you're a believer. Yep. You know, you know the end of the story. Exactly. And the end of the story is victory. Yep. And so just pray, mm -hmm. journal, talk to your kids about things. Um, even, you know, even look up some history of our past, the past generations and the, the historical, like the big historical things that happened in past generations. Um, That's a great idea. The Midwest had the Dust Bowl which was insane. If you look up, you know, the history of the Dust Bowl, the, you know, the Great Depression was a big deal, lots of wars, but mm -hmm. lots of things, you know, lots of things have happened in the past. Yeah. The human, the human species goes through things. Yeah. Every generation has their thing and this is our thing. Do you, okay. Are you into the Enneagram? Have we talked um, about I've this before? I, okay. Yeah, what are, are you? do it. Uh, I don't remember which one I am. I'm number eight, I think. Which is <gasps> I like, knew it. Oh my gosh. That's what I am. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the slightly aggressive one. Yes. Yes. So I'm an eight. Okay. Yeah. That is hilarious. I think that's, oh my gosh. I, we've never talked about this before. No, we have not. No. Okay. That is crazy because I'm an eight wing seven and okay. I like, oh, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I, I am and that's what the male is. Okay, um, Andrew is an eight wing nine, and I'm an eight wing seven. Okay. I'm an Sometimes eight wing I seven. don't think he's in a wing nine. I think he's just like full blown eight. But <laughs> like, so we got like we're all very strong. Yeah. So, oh my goodness, that that makes me so happy. That's it. That's so funny. And I didn't even know realize. What it was. Yeah, I, I didn't know. know what it was. And one of my girlfriends was like, "You should take the test." I was like, "Okay." Yep. Okay. She wrote down. She wrote down what she thought I was going to be and didn't tell me and then showed me the paper and she was exactly right. Yep. I know we're really easy to pin, but here's the thing. The reason why I asked you is because with this whole, you know, quarantine, isolation, coronavirus, this whole thing, I yeah. have not been anxious, worried, I like stressed, none of that at all even at home with the kids, I get that it's hard. I love, I am a busybody. I love being 
places. I love meeting up with friends. I love going, you know, having the kids in sports, going to the Y, having my time where the kids are in school. I love that. But I'm like, this isn't going to last forever. So why not just take it as like a crazy vacation, you know, where we are all, you know, driving each other insane, but also Andrew's gone. He's, you know, front lines, medical person. So it's, I don't know. I just, it hasn't been a big deal to me. And I haven't talked to anybody that also doesn't think it's like the end of the world. Like it's going to be okay. (laughs) I'm, I'm what you would call like a middle of the road person. I don't panic. And I also don't just like nonchalant completely. Yeah. So I, I'm just in the middle. Like I'm taking my precautions and I'm trying to stay away. I'm trying to stay away from people just due to the fact that it could affect someone else. Yes. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily worry about myself or my kids or my husband. Right. And Daniel's having to go to work. Like his work is partially quarantined. They're, they're taking a lot of precautions at work right now. The guys who are from out of state are not coming to work. So everybody's covering extra shifts and things like that. Um, but I'm very middle of the road in the sense that I'm not panicked and I'm not not worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not careless and I'm not panicking. Yeah. I'm definitely um, staying home and stocking up on essentials, <laughs> Yeah, See, but not like a ton. I'm just, a, you know, I'm a secret prepper anyways. Yes. Like, but that's just part of that is being Alaskan. Part of that is growing up, um, with parents who were also the same way of just like, yeah. we're not going to panic because we're prepared. And so I, you know, I can't, I'm going into this prepared. We have plenty of food, plenty of supplies, lots of right. things. We have, you know, we live in Alaska, so we already have a generator. Our, our house is, is, can go off grid. Yeah. Um, we already have lots of food. I, I buy, you know, I buy extra because right. what if I don't go to town for two weeks? So do you have any fears in any of this? Not really. None. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my biggest fear would be for my parents who live in Washington. Yep. So they're kind of, they're more in the epicenter of issues, but they are also staying home. They're taking their own precautions. And like I said, they're prepped. Yeah. Like they're ready. They could stay at home for months and be fine. That's like all I think about are my grandparents. Yeah, that's my only anxiety is thinking about my parents who are just a little closer to an issue. That age, yeah. In Alaska, yeah, in Alaska, we don't have that many cases, and it's really easy to stay away from people right. in Alaska. So, so it's, not, it's not like New York or Seattle. Exactly. Or, you know, where you cannot get away from people right. and their germs. We are right. out in the middle of nowhere. We're exactly. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think your fear, no fear, and um, not being anxious has something to do with your personality or your relationship with the Lord or both? Both. Yeah. Definitely both. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not inherently anxious as a person. I have anxiety. I go through times where I do get anxiety and I get self-doubt and I get a lot of things like that, but I have a relationship with Jesus that allows me to pray about it, talk about it, cry about it, laugh about it, all the things. And so I am able to self-regulate my emotions really well. Yeah. 90% of the time. Have you always been like that? Yeah. Like since you can remember, like you've always been like that. (laughs) I've been self-aware 
yeah. as long as you know, my, I'm emotionally self-aware. Yeah. Yes. That doesn't mean I haven't struggled. Of course. With, with regulating. I yeah. haven't always been good at self-regulating, but definitely probably since I was 23, 24, I, I matured my brain, my yeah. brain <laughs> its process of growing. And I've been able to, I would say, do a good job of self-regulating my emotions. Yeah. I definitely, like, I can tell my husband, you know, like, I'm feeling really sensitive. Please don't tease me today. Yeah. Or, you know, like, I'm feeling really lonely. I just need you to sit and pay attention to me. You know? I love that you're so open about it, too. Oh, I love it. Oh, for sure. Because everybody feels it. Yeah. We all feel it, but not everybody is good at pinpointing it. Or vocalizing it. it Yep. Yeah, because really, really like the pinpointing, the exact emotion, and then vocalizing it. That's the key to success, honestly. Right. Right. In 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 marriage and in parenthood. Yep. Because those are and those things you have to teach your kids. You do. Yep. And so, doing it yourself is a great way to then teach your kids. Well, because they're watching you. They're seeing how you are. Yep. Yep. And if you tell them, if you tell them, I mean, I've told my three-year-old before, look, I need five minutes to myself. Okay. I love you. I'm really tired. I need a break. Can you go find a book and read for five minutes? And sometimes he's like, no. And sometimes (laughs) he's like, sure, mom. So it's fine. It is something that you have to learn yourself. So then you can teach your kids because you want you know, you want well-adjusted kids. So. Oh, I love it. It's really important. I just love you. (laughs) I'm so glad we're friends. (laughs) Oh, I am too. It's really great. It's been so interesting to to honestly just like get to know a complete stranger. I know. And the thing is, so the really cool thing is, is that we actually connected on a day that you had posted a video of like, Hey, when I say like message me if you have a prayer request message me if you're struggling I will legitimately pray for you I don't just say that I messaged you and I told you like my husband and I have been fighting for like a month and I don't even know why like we I love him to death but we are miscommunicating and I don't know why so if you could pray for me I would so appreciate that and you totally responded yeah we started messaging back and forth and then I think like we just sort of started replying to each other's Insta stories and posts and things like that. And we like, weirdly enough, built this relationship. Yep. And then while you were struggling with your cancer diagnosis and your treatments and all those things, we connected even more on that, which is incredible. I think that's the first time I like showed my face to you like in a message like we were always typing back to like messaging but that like you gave me that gift and I just started bawling (laughs) I remember and I I recorded myself because I didn't think I was gonna like ball but I was just like wanting to show you that I got your gift and I loved it and I where I hung it up and like all that (laughs) I I was so man I felt honored to be able to give you something so like personal and man, just something that would help you feel better because and it did. you can't, I mean, but like somebody who's struggling with cancer, yeah. sometimes there's nothing you can do. I know. And so it's like, you just do whatever you think might help. 
and it's like I just I'm I need to send her this yeah. like and that's when we started Marco Poloing like shortly after that I think yeah you finally convinced me to get Marco Polo I was like, took, like okay we don't need to keep messaging like just get Marco Polo okay I, I like wrangle in all my friends yeah. <laughs> I got like a couple was- yesterday I'm like come on Marco no, Polo <laughs> it's, it's so easy it's such an easy way to talk to your friends it really I is. just get I honestly I get so sick of typing like I get so yeah. sick of like screen time. You can have such a such a different conversation. Yes. Yes. Even if it's a computer face to face or a cell phone right. face to face. It's still it's just so much deeper. Always. So everybody go get Marco Polo, get all your besties and family on friend. there and do that. Okay, yeah. one of the last questions I'm going to ask you is you can take this however you want, but tell me some ways or one of the a big way that God has really shown himself in your life? A lot lately. I actually was just talking to my friend in Tennessee who we, we still stay connected through social media and she lives in Tennessee. Um, I just talked to her about this because I just went through, um, a lot in the last like six months since September, I lost a lifelong, my longest, closest childhood friend to life, not death, but to life. And she shut down. And that was so hard on me. It was like losing a sister. And as I, as that happened, one of her friends, we had a mutual friend up in Alaska, weirdly enough, she sort of stepped in and we started talking and she became one of my closest friends. Now she has, she's a mom. She's a, she's a wife of a sloper. So he, you know, her husband works on the slope. So he's gone a lot. So she and I just connected and we, we had this bond, but truly we've talked about it since. And it's like, God choreographed our friendship. Yeah. Knowing that our mutual friend was going to be stepping out of our lives. And so God choreographed that in a way that we never expected and we could not have predicted. And it was exactly what we needed, the two of us. And then it's just blossomed into so much more. You know, we're close friends and we get the kids together and we ended up going on vacation together. That's so fun. Yeah. And so that's, that's really an incredible thing to think that God saw the bad coming and he choreographed something that was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. And I've always said bad things happen for good reasons. And that's good. As hard as that is to accept while you're in the hard, Mm -hmm. looking back, you can have so much peace and so much appreciation for what you've gone through. And so I would say between that happening this last fall and this month, I've, I've just gone through a miscarriage (sighs) that we were, you know, we were planning a pregnancy. We were excited. We, we went on vacation to have a baby, you know, to make a baby. And we got pregnant and then as it was like, as soon as we knew we were pregnant, it was over. And it's so, it's disappointing and it's, it's hard to talk about. Yeah. It's hard to, um, think about, it's hard to get through emotionally. It's also hard to get through physically because, oh yeah. Cause there's a lot to, to happen physically when you have a miscarriage. Depend, no matter what stage the pregnancy yep, is in, so true. You have a lot of physical things going so on. So true. And beyond the physical, then you have the emotional. 
because you have, you all of a sudden have an incredible amount of pregnancy hormones that are very strong and slightly erratic. And all of a sudden your body is now trying to get those out of your body, out of your system. So you, you go through this roller coaster physically and emotionally. And so that's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to talk about. Most women who have miscarriages don't talk about it. Um, I've never talked about it before, but this one happened and it was like, I need to write about this. So I ended up just writing a blog post about it and kind of going through my emotions about it. And then the appreciation that I have for my kids. Yeah. Oh, that is such a big one. Yeah. Because they are blessings and they are gifts from God. And I, I'm not mad at God for my miscarriage. I'm not mad at him. I can, I can look around me and think, look at all these amazing blessings, blessings I have. You know, I have so much to be thankful for. Yeah. And while I can be sad and I can, I can be mad, yeah, but, of course. but really my perspective on things is more on the appreciation side. Yeah. And not everybody can have that immediately. No, uh, of course not. And I definitely have moments and days where I'm really irritated and really mad and really sad because it's like, we had the due date we had, you know, yeah. I knew you know, I knew all these things. I knew I was pregnant. And so I, we had all those emotions of like, wow, we're going to be outnumbered. Like three yep. kids. This is incredible. <laughs> you know, we had all those emotions yeah. finding out. And then, and then you get to just have all the crumbling emotions as you have a miscarriage. I know. I ended up writing about it. And where can people go find that? I have a blog. It's called Leave Us Sloan. and it's a play on leave us alone we're alaskans you know but (laughs) so tell everybody how you spell it i'll link it too in here but it's say it say it again it's leave us sloan because our last name is sloan s-l-o-a-n yeah (laughs) i wanted everyone to get that but i'll link it too (laughs) yes for sure i don't write a ton but when i do write people generally like it. So that's nice to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Extremely difficult that has been for you. And even though I absolutely was devastated when I went through mine, I can't tell you how many people I've been able to relate to and talk to now because of it. And it's, it's really, you know, how do you find that balance between getting so angry about like your situation, but then also knowing, okay, God is not the one that inflicts all of this pain and causes all of this horrible stuff to happen. How do you have that balance between literally hating your life and like what is going on and then knowing that God has a plan and not being like extra Christian and being like, joy and suffering. Everything's fine. Like truly, you know what I mean? I would say say just because I can look back on my life and see all the hard things that happened for really good reasons. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, I have so much evidence in my own life. Exactly. all All these really hard things and all these kind of bad things have happened for good reasons. Yeah. And it's like, I met my husband because of a really bad thing. It's like, yeah. it's just incredible, you know? Yeah. So I, I have all of this, 
like I have substantial evidence that shows me yeah bad things these things that I think are going to ruin my life the things that I think are not fair the things that I think I'll never recover from yeah have all led to better things I'm so I always know we're supposed to remember what God has done in the worst times. I think that is a huge, honestly, I feel like that's sometimes the only thing you can do to like get you back on track. But I am so bad at that because it's like, I need time to just sit and then, and then remember and move on in that. It's just hard to, it's hard to switch gears. Right. I, it's funny. So my dad gave me this advice when we, when I first got married, write down all the good, happy moments. If you had an incredible mm. day, write it down somewhere. Because when you guys are fighting, you're disagreeing, you're miscommunicating, you're struggling, you can go to that and look and see a date and a time and exactly what was amazing. Oh, I love that. And that, that honestly is kind of the best marriage advice ever, but yeah. it's also good life advice for everything, not just yeah. marriage. Cause I hate it when people are just like, Oh, write The couple things you're thankful for. And it's like that, that's not substantial, right? You know, no, that, so that doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end of your really incredible day, you know, sign and date it and write yep. it down. So and you then- remember what God has done and is yeah. doing and cause he is never changing and he's not just right. going to leave us and he's forsake us. Faithful. Yes. And we have to remember that we are so bad at remembering that. And it's like, we have to do it. Yeah. And the thing is, is God is, God is faithful to us more than we're faithful to him. Yeah. But that's the incredible thing. Yeah. Honestly, God's faith in us is amazing and kind of unexplainable. And I, I think that when you think about the bad things that have happened or the inconvenient things that have happened Mm. or the stressful things that have happened. And then if you can look forward, you know, hours, days, weeks, months to see where that stress, inconvenience, hardship led, that'll set you on a path of remembering the good. Yep. Oh, I love that. This has been so good. I just love it. I mean, we always Marco Polo, but it's like, you know, Marco Polo, if you guys don't know what that is, it's basically like a video walkie talkie back and forth. And so you can listen to it whenever you want and reply whenever you want. And so we, it's like, it's more quick, you know, it, we still have very in-depth talks, but it's, it's more, um, it's not like sitting down face to face for 45 minutes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, and my thing is like, you'll say something and I'll want to respond, but there's like another 30 seconds. Right. (laughs) No, I could add something right now. (laughs) But then you go to reply and you forget that like one part and then we go back and (laughs) I do that all the time. I'm like, okay, now what else did you say that I'm supposed to respond to? Shoot. Oh my gosh. Well, we always end the show by giving you a few minutes to share what you are passionate about, if there's anything you're working on so that we can follow you and I will make sure to link your Instagram, your blog, and anything else that you want to talk about. Okay. Um, well, definitely my blog that I, I just kind of write 
some of my feelings down. Honestly, I've always been someone who's good at writing and who feels better after I write. Yep, very therapeutic. Yeah, I can get all the jumbled mess out of my head and onto paper, and it's good. I've I've written for as long as I can remember. So my blog, leave us Sloan, and then I have I have like just a little side hustle where I make macrame wall hangings, and I I do some keepsake stamped jewelry, which nothing. are so beautiful. Your oh, wall hangings, you. like you it's, know, a, it's nothing. It's, it's so nothing good. big. Nothing big. I, it just kind of keeps me busy in Alaska, especially in the winter when there's, you can't go outside. It's too cold and dark. So, so do you have an Etsy store? I don't have an Etsy store yet. I have an Instagram that I'll just, I just do PayPal, anybody okay. who wants it. And it's AK Joyful Designs. Okay. I'll link that one too. Yeah. And I, I same on I Facebook. Don't even, I don't even know if I'm following that one. <laughs> but I don't think Sorry. on Instagram. You're on my Facebook page though. Oh, good. Yay. <laughs> I could like I get so overwhelmed with all the things I just like I cannot keep up sometimes so I'm sorry which is you know that's why I was like I'm not gonna do an Etsy shop because I can't keep up with my Instagram let alone an Etsy shop yeah I know it's like social media is it can be very overwhelming like you're just diving in the deep end and you're like oh my gosh how do I come up for air there's so many platforms I try to be I try to be as active on social media on my just those pages that I can be but honestly I have I got two kids and a life and a husband and house to keep clean and (laughs) yeah you know I'm not super active active I'm not you know an influencer by any means but I have you could be (laughs) well you know (laughs) you could be (laughs) well I Love you so much. And I'm so thankful for you. And is there anything last you want to say before we wrap this baby up? Well, I would absolutely encourage any woman who needs to get that jumbled mess out of her head, just write some things down, even if nobody sees it. I mean, and that, you know, go into it knowing nobody's going to see it. And then you'll be more honest with yourself and you'll, you'll feel better after you write. And, and the thing is, look back. Yeah. And, and, and don't just write the, the anxiety. Don't just write about stresses and sad times and, and irritating things. Write about the good. Talk, you know, jot down the cute things your kids say to you that make yes. you laugh all the day. You know, it's like, just write those things down. Keep, keep a captain's log on yep. your life because yep. it's important and your kids are going to care about it one day. Yeah. Even if they're not girls. <laughs> Even if they're not girls. I scrapbook as, as a hobby and I do one scrapbook a year. And so I'm on chapter six right now, but my three-year-old, he'll go and ask, can we look at the pictures? And I'll just pull a year off. Even the years before he was born, he loves yep. looking at all the things mom and dad did. Yep. And he asks what's going on in this picture. And he'll pick yeah. out like, oh, that's Papa. Like, yeah, Aww. that is. So it's great. Yeah. Even though they're boys, they love it. Exactly. I was going to say my boys love looking at like all the Shutterfly books and or like on their birthdays, they always love looking at those. And I'm like, oh, this is so cute. Boys like it too. (laughs) We do. And you know, my husband will never admit it, but he actually really enjoys it. He likes looking through it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you everybody who listened in and we will all see you guys next time. Bye. 
Hey guys, you've been listening to the Embracing Chaos podcast, and that is a wrap for this episode number three. If you want to go check me out on Instagram and message me if you'd like to be a part of our next episode, please feel free to do that. Hope you guys have a great week. Bye.